If Eli Drinkwitz doesn't win SEC Coach of the Year, I got to say I'm confused about the criteria. I'm also confused about why the Mizzou old Ole Miss discourse has become so ugly and also why I think Dennis Gates has got to lean on his defense moving forward. All this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And after yesterday's episode, I'll, I'll be honest, that's one of those episodes I posted and immediately got nervous after I posted it. I'm going, you know, I broke down all the different angles, what could happen this weekend, hopefully affecting Missouri's New Year's Six Bowl eligibility and all that good stuff. I hope I got all the right angles, and based on the fact that I didn't get any scathing emails or comments, I think I did okay. But for those of you who didn't listen yesterday, really, if you're a Missouri fan, you want to root for Michigan and Texas. Those are kind of the two big games this coming Saturday that could affect the amount of spots, basically, for all intents and purposes, that would be available to Missouri in the New Year Six Bowl process. But regardless, we'll find out about 1.30 on Sunday afternoon where exactly Mizzou is going to go for their bowl game. But until then, you know what? I've been thinking about the SEC Coach of the Year a little bit here lately. And for years, I've always thought the Coach of the Year in general is a pretty silly award because you, th- you take the MVP of the NFL or, or more specifically really to college football, right? The Heisman Trophy. It's very rarely, if ever, the award is not given to the player who exceeded expectations the most. Well, if that were the case, then Cody Schrader would indeed be your Heisman Trophy winner. But that really is how the Coach of the Year awards have been given out nationally in the SEC, and and at the pro level too, of course. Otherwise, well, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban would have won virtually every season for Coach of the Year in those respective leagues. But that's just not how it works. It's all based on, for the most part, hey, who exceeded the media's expectations, by the way. So there is a bit of a self-fulfilling or, I don't know, an interesting prophecy there when the media sets the expectations and then, Hey, they beat our own expectations. Well, that means you're the coach of the year. A little bit of circular logic there is what I'm trying to say. But regardless, the point is, if this is how this has always gone, I I don't really see how you can give it to anybody in the SEC but Eli Drinkwitz this year. Because, yes, Nick Saban has certainly done a good job once again at Alabama. No doubt about that. In fact, he has his team playing its best football as the season has gone along here. And I do think you can say the same thing for Georgia, too, by the way. Another great coaching job by Kirby Smart. Not taking anything away from him or Lane Kiffin or anybody else around the league, really. That's not the point. 
But the point is, objectively speaking, just based on the expectations from the media and the coaches and, frankly, just the fans in general, it's got to be Drinkwitz, and it's not even close. And one of the reasons Drinkwitz should be coach of the year, I think, was finding Kirby Moore, without question, his offensive coordinator for this past season. Well, the rumor going around is that Kirby Moore is very much a, a head coaching candidate at places like Boise State and even Oregon State, where Jonathan Smith just moved on to accept the head coaching job at Michigan State. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit surprised that Kirby Moore is a head coaching candidate at, at really pretty big jobs. I mean, those are not Power 5 jobs, at least at this moment. Who knows where Oregon State, for instance, is going to end up at the end of this whole thing. But, you know what, maybe it shouldn't surprise me. Because when you're an SEC squad and you have a 10-2 and season, a season that comes out of nowhere to, to most of the country, well... You're, they're going to look at your coordinators. So don't be surprised if Blake Baker's name starts popping up for some head coaching jobs as well. Obviously, those two names, Kirby Moore and Blake Baker, they're not big enough to be candidates at Texas A&M, for instance, where it seemed like Mike Stoops of Kentucky was going to go for quite a while. It ended up being Mike Elko of Duke, at least. Is that official, by the way? I don't know that that's official yet. It sure seems like it at this point. We saw Mike Elko on the tarmac down in College Station. I think that's about as close to official as you're going to get at this point. But regardless, if Kirby Moore ends up getting a head coaching job anywhere, obviously that's a bummer for Missouri because he did a great job this year. On the other hand, I do have confidence now that Eli Drinkwitz is going to be good at finding another offensive coordinator. I think, by the way, the option of Drinkwitz potentially taking over play calling once again, I, I just don't think that's on the table. I don't think it should be on the table anyways. I've said before, I think that's too, too much work for any coach, regardless if it's Eli Drinkwitz or, or anybody else. I just don't think that there's enough hours in the day, especially in 2023, where you look at the month of December right now, just specifically. It's actually absolute insanity what is going on right now. There's visits being taken, official visits being taken for a couple for football in the month of December. Bowl practices are happening. The transfer portal is open, so you can, you have to be recruiting guys throughout the country in college football and recruiting your own players, essentially. Honestly, I don't know how guys, how college football coaches survive the month of December the way the calendar is set up right now. So the idea that, well, you know what Eli Drinkwitz should do? Yep, we should shove him into a quiet room for another, I don't know, four hours a day so he can break down film and figure out the perfect third and three call. I just don't think that's realistic. And I think after this past season, Eli Drinkwitz is self-aware enough to know, hmm, this actually worked better for my program. So obviously, hopefully Kirby Moore will stick around. I think Missouri should... If they can keep him around, if it's a matter of money, hey, open up the checkbook, no doubt about it. But I think, obviously, if he has the opportunity to be head coach at either Oregon State or Boise State, 
he's probably got to keep. He's probably got to take a, a real strong look at that. I, I think he's almost got to take that job. That'd be too good to pass up. And and as for Blake Baker, well, I've heard some rumors that hey, if if Willie Fritz at Tulane, if he were to move on, hey, Blake Baker is kind of a guy from the South for the most part. That's generally his background. That could be a really good fit there potentially. Who knows? But again, it's all rumor and innuendo at this point, but obviously a chance we could be without one, if not both of our coordinators, by the time the bowl game runs around. And as I mentioned on yesterday's program, unless the committee reevaluates Missouri's resume against Oklahoma's and against Ole Miss's, for example, I just don't see a way where Missouri gets squeezed out of a New Year's Six bowl game. But that hasn't stopped a lot of Ole Miss fans online and also my colleague Stephen Willis over at Locked On Ole Miss for making their case, no doubt about that. But you know what? A lot of the banter that I've seen online, honestly on both sides of this, whether it's Ole Miss fans or Missouri fans has been really embarrassing and a little bit disheartening to me, quite honestly. And I want to explain what I mean by that coming up here in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook, because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, well, there's no better time to get in on the action. And by the way, if you're a Missouri fan tonight, you're curious, the Tigers Six-and-a-half-point underdogs at Pittsburgh tonight. I'll talk about that Missouri basketball game here a little later in the show. But you got to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have many top-tier candidates as possible, as many as you possibly can. So that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within the first 24 hours. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, it really strikes me, at least on social media, that people in the South who have different religious beliefs seem to get along on that particular topic better than they do when it comes to disagreements about their football teams. I guess it indeed really does mean more. But in all seriousness, why does it seem like everything on social media these days has become as 
the same type of of tone as as a Trump versus Biden debate where every time hey we can't just have a discussion about football no the other person that disagrees with me I have to prove that they're a moron that needs to be dismissed and I need to dunk on them as it said online with all this just complete rude and dismissive nonsense and dialogue if you even want to call it that between a lot of these people these two fan bases online for for example I'll give you an example of from both sides even heard this morning specifically from an Ole Miss fan basically it seems like a lot of Ole Miss people are just hey they're they're the old guard of the SEC and Missouri is the new guys we're still considered the SEC misfit this was an actual phrase that somebody tweeted at me this morning and that oh well remember when you were rejected by the Big Ten as if any of this stuff whether it's whether any of what that was just said, if any of that's valid or not, what does that have to do with the 2023 Missouri football season and if Ole Miss is actually better than them or not? And then the other another argument you see a lot is, well, congratulations on your good loss to Georgia. Good for you. That's sort of dismissive nonsense too, as if margin of victory is the only thing that matters because rebel fans, a lot of them will bring up, well, you didn't, you only beat middle Tennessee by four points, but somehow margin of loss. Well, that's irrelevant, right? Georgia, the fact that they got the fact that they steamrolled Ole Miss and Missouri played a much more competitive game against the Bulldogs. Ah, we're just going to dismiss that. How convenient, how intellectually dishonest, but also very convenient for you. Listen, and also, I've seen some Missouri fans that I, I hate this tactic as well. They'll sort of bring up, you know, Civil War stuff. I'm going, oh my God, we're I'm back in the Missouri Kansas arguments again. I thought we were talking about football, but now all of a sudden we're getting into historical debates about the Civil War. My goodness, I, listen. I'm into history and the Civil War, but can we perhaps separate these two things? Because I'm pretty sure the the 19-year-olds who play on both of these teams are not terribly concerned about the Lincoln-Douglas debates at this moment. So again, can we just elevate our conversations a little bit? Can we stop just trying to dunk on everybody and trying to assume that literally this is a war between fan bases and damn it, it's scorched earth and we got to win one way or the other. But the bizarre thing about this whole phenomenon to me is, okay, Missouri fans, you're just going to argue with Ole Miss fans and vice versa. What is going to change? Let's say Ole Miss fans suddenly were able to get Missouri fans to go, you know what, damn it, Rebels, you're right. The Rebels are better than the Tigers this season. Congratulations. Does that mean that the college football playoff committee is going to change its mind? Because that's what it's going to take. All that matters is if the committee is going to change its mind. So until Ole Miss or Oklahoma is moved ahead of Missouri in those rankings, and at this moment I can't really see a reason for that considering none of those three teams are playing this weekend, until that happens, you might as well just spit into the wind because that's about as productive as it is arguing with other crazy football fans online. Please work on yourselves and get a life. And tonight at 6.30, Missouri has, 
Well, Missouri basketball, I should say, is starting to get serious now. The the schedule, well, basically the rest of the season, under, other than the end of December against Central Arkansas, these are going to be real big-time name opponents from here on out, including tonight in Pittsburgh. Again, 6.30 ESPNU on television or tune to th- Channel 384 on SiriusXM or, of course, on the SiriusXM app as well. On paper, you know what? As I said before over at FanDuel.com, Missouri six-and-a-half-point favorites. Though I did find it a little bit interesting that that's significantly lower than what Ken Palm projects. Ken Palm projects a nine-point Pittsburgh victory. And you know what? Two-and-a-half points might not sound that significant at first glance, but I'm telling you, from my experience, that is a pretty significant difference. I'm wondering what... My friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook are maybe thinking that the projections aren't seeing right now. But one thing on paper that's very clear is that Pittsburgh is probably going to dominate the glass tonight because they're not only one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country so far, they also rebound very well on the defensive end as well. The Panthers also don't turn it over very much, which is worrisome to me because Missouri has kind of needed that to get its offense going in particular. Its best offense so far really has been its defense because when Missouri has had to go in the half court against a set defense for the most part, well, the results haven't been pretty for the most part. Unless Nick Honor is drilling a three-pointer or something like that, it just hasn't looked very easy for Missouri in the half court so far. So in my humble opinion, actually – This team needs to lean more on its defense moving forward. I want to explain more about what I mean on that particular topic. But first, let's talk about prize picks. In my opinion, the easiest and best way to play daily fantasy sports. Because instead of weaving your way through a million different contests, all you have to do is just pick more or less on a combination of two to six players, their stat projections, and all you do is watch the winnings roll in from there. And by the way, you can do cross-sport projections, make your guesses on those, It's really just all the options you can possibly have, but you're only playing really against the numbers and not against any sharks or experts or something like that. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Like last season, so far Missouri is a below average rebounding team in terms of offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding, but Maybe a little bit ironically, at least maybe counterintuitively, the Tigers are actually the second best shot blocking team in the entire country so far. So what that means to me is that actually Missouri needs to lean on its defense in this particular season. And especially what I'm getting at is Missouri needs to play one at least one rim protector at all times. That means Aiden Shaw Jordan Butler, or Connor Vanover. I think at least one of those three guys has to be 
in the game at all times. By the way, I bet Connor Vanover so far, I bet he's really thrilled he came back to college basketball so far. I hate to say it because the poor guy, man, he's played, you know, he played 17 minutes against South Carolina State. That was nice. But otherwise, 7-3-6, and six, sat out three games with a suspension as well. For a guy who sounded like he was kind of ready to move on from college basketball, I don't imagine that this season has played out so far like he would have liked. But honestly, I think Vanover is still an important part of this team. And again, I, I just think you've got to have, whether it's Vanover or Butler or Aiden Shaw, at least one of those guys has to be in the game at all times. Because I just think that Noah Carter playing the five position for all intents and purposes, him being your de facto center, I just think that's a recipe for disaster right now. And offensively, there's nothing wrong with it, but Carter is not such a high-level offensive player that you can get away with playing him at that position like, in my opinion, you could with Kobe Brown last season. Now, Kobe, a little bit taller, a little bit thicker, more physical, and also just a better offensive player last season, a 45% three-point shooter, for instance, versus about 35 for Carter this season. For instance, that's only about 2% better than Connor Vanover shot from three-point land last season. So, again, Noah Carter, a, a solid three-point shooter, not a spectacular three-point shooter. Again, I just think, actually, you move him to the four spot, play him next to a guy like like Butler or Vanover or Shaw, suddenly Carter's matchups get a little bit easier too. His three-point shot will still be there, but when he likes to use mismatches and bully ball guys in the paint, well, suddenly he's doing that against guys who are more like 6'6 or 6'7, more like his size, instead of guys who who are maybe 6'10 or taller, who are usually going to be your five men in the SEC and in the tough not part of the non-conference schedule for Missouri going forward. Another thing I'd like to see Missouri consider is actually breaking up Sean East and, and Sean East, excuse me, and why am I blanking? Nick, Nick Honor. There we go. Wow, I completely choked there for a second, but we pulled it together at the last second. But obviously, Nick Honor has been excellent shooting the basketball this season. 21 of 42 from downtown. I mean, he's basically Steph Curry light at this point. Pretty unbelievable shooting by him. Obviously, Sean East off to a great start offensively as well. I just don't know that those two guys together are the best combination. Now, again, offensively, it doesn't bother me. But defensively, I think Missouri should really consider actually putting Sean East as the sixth man, sort of a la Michael Dixon about 10 years ago or so. I think Missouri should consider starting Anthony Robinson because the freshman has really been that steady of a hand on offense and also one of the leaders in steals nationally so far too. Actually 13th in the country among all qualifiers in steal percentage so far. And again, been a very steady hand offensively, making his free throws, making his two-pointers, just done everything you could really ask so far. And to me, just getting a little bit more size, 
maybe a little bit more length. Although Sean East actually listed here at six three to Anthony Robinson six foot two, I would question those listings here a little bit by Ken Palm. But there's no doubt that Robinson's arm length and just defensive presence alone is much more than East. I think at this point, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I just this is nothing again, nothing against Sean East. This is more just in terms of chemistry, getting the right combination of guys out there to be most effective throughout the game. I just think in terms of rotations, not that East and Honor can never play together, but it's sort of like, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden when they played for the Houston Rockets back in the day. Obviously, James Harden, not a pure point guard, but a guy who dominates the ball a lot. So while Harden and Paul could play together, what Houston did a lot, they did as much as possible. We got to have at least one of them on the court at all times. I think that's kind of how Missouri should play this. Make sure, like just like you have one rim protector on the court at all times, I'd make sure as much as possible I have at least one of East and Honor on the court at all times as well. So if anything... I'm giving Sean East praise here. I just think those two should maybe break up a little bit, have East come off the bench, have Anthony Robinson start. Would just like to see what that looks like for Missouri here going forward. But you know what? Thanks for joining me on this podcast today, and hopefully you'll join me going forward as well. Going to talk about, of course, the Missouri-Pittsburgh game tomorrow, and I've got actually a special crossover edition with Stephen Willis of Locked On Ole Miss. Hopefully we won't be strangling each other by the end of the episode, but you know what? If it happens, I can handle myself just fine. Thank you very much. But until next time, Thank you all so much for joining me, as always, right here on Locked on Mizzou.